Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, beautiful humans. If you detect a slight tone of annoyance in my voice, that would be because Rebecca has fucked up. Faux pas number two of my podcasting career. Oh, it hurts as bad as the first time. I fucked up and I lost one of the tracks of an episode I recorded with next week's guest. So it's just her voice and her amazingly articulate, incredible beautiful answers and then my dumbass self saying shit all god damn it becca anyway that's my rant over today i'm yeah sorry about that guys there's enough negativity in the world but damn it just happened and i needed to get it off my chest and i think that's important (laughs) but that's not why we're here we are here today to listen to another amazing amazing human being in my life I met this person briefly, a few occasions, but a while ago. I haven't seen her in the flesh for a number of years, but we had the most amazing chat for this episode. It was, she is just love. She, to me, is the embodiment of a person that exudes love, and I love love, and I love her. And I just listened to it back and I felt uplifted and you are going to feel the same way. I just feel calm enough. Just just talking about her, I just feel calmer now. I was mad at the beginning of this episode. A good two minutes ago, I was raging and, oh. She's an incredible human being. She has a unique perspective of crossing over between the corporate world and the alternative world, as I would define it, as in like, mm, I don't know. Take a look at the picture of me. You'll get the idea. And she is a really interesting human being. She explains some things to me. She's smart. She is... All these great things. Look at the... I'm gushing. I'm gushing, you guys. <laughs> this week's guest is the awesome Raven. Also known... That's her real name. Fuck yes. Also known as Violet. She's a performer. She is a copywriter which she explains in the episode. I had no idea what it was. Really interesting. And she is just wonderful. And I hope you really enjoy this episode. You're going to love it. Uh, I have a quick thing to plug. As this episode is coming out at 8pm today on the 22nd of April. Do, do, what is it? We're during, that's the word, fuzzy hell. During COVID-19 lockdown. We have got a fundraiser going on tonight, 9.30, on 
the Instagram page, Soldiers of Pole. Now, there's a few when you search this on Instagram. It is soldiers underscore of underscore pole underscore. That page. Um, they will be hosting an awesome lady. Um, she is I'm Your Electric Girl on Instagram, I think. Um, she's awesome. She, we're raising money, basically, for the swarm. Um, well, not for the swarm. Is that for the swarm? It's for a hardship fund for sex workers. Because, basically, in America, they are written exclusively out. I said this last week. They are written exclusively out of financial COVID aid. And in the UK, it's exceptionally difficult for them to access it as well. So, please, please, give generously and enjoy a really entertaining night. What else are you going to be doing? Anyway, back to this week's episode. Woo! If you wouldn't mind, please leave me a rating and a review. It'll take a few moments of your time. And it just helps this podcast reach more people. Obviously, I took a long-ass hiatus. Oh, privilege me. And uh, I feel like it's probably dropped below the radar again. So that would make my absolute day, if you could please. If you'd like to find me anywhere else online, you can find me on Instagram only. At Riots and Carows. That is R-I-O-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. Everywhere else on the internet, OnlyFans, Twitter, all the good stuff. I'm Cats and Crows at K-A-T-S-A-N-D-C-R-O-W-S. Yes, my friends. Okay. Well, please enjoy this really beautiful episode of a really wholesome, multifaceted, incredible human being. She is Raven. And please welcome her to episode 35 of Crovisation. When I was growing up, all my role models were male. I didn't see anyone I could relate to in the press, online, anywhere. Now, I'm surrounded with the most phenomenal women. They've each endured unique hardships and survived. More than survived, they thrive. But still, women are not equal in the world, not represented in the media, not treated equally online, and still subjected to sexism in everyday life. Alternative women especially are more a hashtag than they are real humans. I want to change that. I want you to see the women I see. I want you to hear them. This is Crovisation. Um, but it was while I was doing my walk and the signal kept dropping out unfortunately so yeah. I, didn't actually, I didn't actually get to listen to very much of it poor oh. thing she started off really sad at the start of the call yeah oh. she was sad <laughs> I think she's um, she's been having a really tough time I think a lot of people are having a super tough time right now yeah you know no I mean? it is especially for people who are full time performers and that kind of thing yeah. and I, cause I, I was once I'd be, I'd be absolutely terrified if so I was still in that certainty yeah, I mean, there's uncertainty in my industry hugely as well. Really? I'm quite lucky. Yeah, I could talk about, I mean, obviously I can talk about this properly yeah. when we actually, oh, I suppose we're right. having the conversation now, aren't we? Yeah, let's, let's do a formal <laughs> introduction, human beings. Cool. Welcome Absolutely. to episode, what are we on, 35 of Proversation with my beautiful friend here, Raven. Hi, Raven. Hi, Becca. How are you doing? How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right, you know. I'm having a nice time because I've been having really inspiring chats with loads of awesome human beings. Nice. So I feel like I'm doing good. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, considering. Yeah, it's an absolutely beautiful day. I'm in Reading, that's where I live, so Reading, like, near, like, West London. Reading is my hometown. Oh, is it? Yeah, I grew up there. I didn't... How did I not know that? I don't know. I feel like sometimes it comes up in conversation, but I... 
I, I never usually make sense. I didn't make much sense when I met you. I was still in the midst of my alcoholism. So I didn't. I oh, I'm, I'm still, I am still in the midst of my alcoholism, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> We've already got along just fine. How long have you lived in Reading? Uh, just a year, literally a year to pretty much the week, actually. Really? Yeah, I haven't long moved here. Um, oh, I've, I moved here, uh, yeah, Easter bank holiday last year. Nice. Oh, yeah, so, Easter coming up. Yeah, Easter. This well, t- like t- today's Monday, Thursday, isn't it, oh, or whatever I never they know. call it? Changes it. every year, even. Yeah, no, no. It is. I know. I know that it's definitely this weekend because it would have been Resistance Festival this weekend. What's which, Resistance Festival? Ah, uh, so if you're into if you're into industrial or electronic music at all, awesome. then yeah. If you are, then it's something you might have heard of. Uh, I feel like I've heard the name. It, yeah, it's small. Oh, so this year, gosh, she was playing this year. Um. Straftans are playing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? In the past, uh, Three Teeth have played. Oh yeah. I know. Oh god, I've actually I, I must have erased the lineup from my brain in pure Obviously, trauma. Yeah, on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. very like big, kind of not not like Nine Inch Nails like level of famous, but certainly mm. very decent. All the all the it's decent. It's quite a big uh, part of the alternative scene, isn't it? Yes, yes, yeah. huge, and like people came from all over the world, and it was a really big community, you know. So it was it's it's a real, and this was the first year that it was coming back. 2020 was the first year really? in four years that oh, it's run. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah, and there was a huge, like, massive, like, ground-up sort of project from people and fans trying to get it back and up and running again. And that's work, too. Yep, yeah, and it was oh. happening, and it sold out, and it was going to be amazing, and it's all in Sheffield, so it's oh, a weird cool. place to go spend your bank holiday weekend. We but... all travel to weird places for festivals, don't we? Oh, Have we really do, Festival? yeah. What's that? Have you been to Reading Festival? No, never. What? No, and uh, Reading Festival always happens. Oh God! Well, yeah, totally. Well, it, it probably won't happen this year because of it. No, no. Um, but yeah, no. Reading Festival happens uh, around the same time as Infest does, which is another like electronic festival, basically yeah. another electronic, not so much industrial music, more mm. more alternative electronic. Cool. Um, so to escape the children, because there are many of them at Reading Festival. Yes. Oh wow! <laughs> I, I was one of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, you were one of them. You were I one was, of them. Sorry. I was one of them once. <laughs> oh, excellent. No, no, I would. I would have done when I was younger, definitely. But the yeah. lineups not been so great. I would still be theoretically up for it if it was decent lineup. Mm. But mm, it's that's a real all right. mix. I think they've really tried to broaden it, but it's. I don't think that works in an alternative way because there's mm. so many aspects to it. If people think of alternative people, alternative people, as just <laughs> one genre, but it's such a huge thing. It's like sex work. It's like a huge umbrella, isn't it? Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, would you even would it still be considered a, an alternative festival? Actually, I don't think so. No, I don't think it is. No, it's quite. It's hard to define now. I was even having this conversation with someone on their podcast the other day. Yeah, they were um, they were more of a, a sort of normal person. I would say. I hate to use the word normal. It's so. I know. We need better words. Yeah. Non-alternative. Non-alternative. Um, mainstream not, person. Not, yeah, mainstream. Let's say mainstream. That. Yeah. And explaining to them all this the huge culture of the alternative world, and the presumptions that people have about the alternative world are so off still yes no they massively are they're less hostile now yes, i would say I uh that things have changed a hell of a lot since i was since you and i were kids i imagine when it was actually dangerous to it be was. an alternative person people were beaten up and killed i was where yeah. are you yeah yeah a couple of times yeah i know i had and uh, and i had lot and many many more near misses as well really so yeah like quite a lot and police were involved several times and Did i had, and i got a lot? yeah pardon 
did that impact your life a lot? Um, if anything, it just made me kind of more determined. Taught me that yeah. I could. That taught me that I was quite scrappy, which yeah. I think is, which is a useful thing to know about I think yourself. You learn a lot about yourself in a fight, right? You really it's do. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, so <laughs> not that I'm a violent person at all. Not at all. Yeah. It was always a. It was always very much a. You know, help like sorting out me and myself and my friends and things like that. But yeah, no, it was once upon a time. It was it was dangerous, genuinely dangerous to to um, to look even slightly alternative yeah. and it's not anymore I don't feel I never feel like well has it happened to me recently it's been a very long time since I felt in danger because of being alternative Likewise. being a woman I felt in danger yeah uh, that's still a thing but not as a goth or a, a rocker or a, yeah you know, not for yeah. looking or different for standing out yeah exactly yeah. just just being a female, that does seem to come with its own problems still, yeah. unfortunately. And you've got quite a unique perspective there. Yeah. Because you are you're an alternative person in what you said as a corporate world, is that right, Raven? Ah, yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah, I, I exist in both realms. What's yeah. your experience being a woman in either world? Um, well... I feel like that would be really interesting. But yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so as you say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of I have a quite, well, I have a, I work for a, a creative agency. Uh, so cool. I work with corporations, not as a corporate myself, but I work I with them all the time. Mm. I'm a copywriter and I work, uh, but I do work with clients as well. And uh, very you know, big, big corporations, like some of the biggest groups in the world. Uh, we do, I, I help them with uh, marketing and so on. Uh, so as a result, I have to work with board members all the time and mm. all sorts of things like that. And yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm quite lucky that I can still be a vaguely alternative person and still work with them because I'm working for an agency and they expect agency people to be cool and quirky and creative. You know, they don't, <laughs> they that, don't necessarily want another stiff in a suit. You know, they, they want... I see. And so I can... I do tend to take my piercings out, but I've got half my head shaved and I've got, you know, various other quirks about me mm. that don't necessarily get conveyed through just how I look. Um, and as a result, I, they, they quite like wheeling me out in front of clients. Oh, look, oh, a proper... Yeah. It's someone a you picture thing. when you think of a creative agency, especially the creative side, which is what I'm on. Uh, I look like awesome. that. But yeah, no, I've, it's been interesting. Um, I've come up across, I've come across some barriers as a woman, certainly in the industry. Um, mm. They're very reluctant to, for instance, I've worked partly as a creative director before, or at least supporting creative directors on projects, and I found that board members don't tend to take female-led concepts very seriously. Yeah. Uh, so often, my my concepts and things would be basically presented by a man. And oh. that would be, and then that would be accepted. But don't forget when you're sitting there presenting, pitching, as we call it, to a board of, you know, half a dozen middle-aged, bold white men, mm. you know, and I'm there looking Specific. like I do and being like I do and, you know, having um, a, a sea of the same face staring it's back identical. at me. yeah. Yeah, and they've had the same upbringings and often they're perfectly nice people. I mean, they wouldn't be getting to the, well, and they're professional people and they wouldn't be in the position mm. that they're in if they weren't, but... Yeah. You know, and uh, so it's been subtle. It's been subtle, but it has been there. And for yeah. instance, I've just I moved jobs recently, which has been had its own challenges considering the lockdown. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. Yeah. So I had oh, like wow. a three days of new of meeting about two hundred people, and then uh, got sent home. So yay! <laughs> oh wow! Is that a yeah? Word, so, huh? 
Is that all all right though? Are you instant It's stable? okay. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. No, okay. I've been. I've. I've dealt with it as well as I think I can. It's been. Yeah. It's been interesting. But yeah, well it's been done. busy. Yeah. No, mm. I've. I've made the best of it. I think I'm quite lucky because in. I've. I've worked on the road a lot in my time. I've worked from home a lot, so it's not completely new to me to working from home. I can. You know, I'm pretty motivated. I can get stuff done. Yeah. Um. But yeah, getting used to a whole new company, massive company as well, big global company with big processes and wow. all of a very very different way so of working. Very by a global event yeah oh hugely oh, wow. so yeah oh. no and it's been interesting they've dealt with it very very well actually and i, I should be safe which is good, Are they a good um, company? yeah very good company good, very good company we're naming and shaming the bad ones yeah totally no they've, they've been really really good and what i was going to say about them was um mm. i'm working for the first time in my career and i've got a quite a long one with another woman oh. and as a copywriter so wow. yeah so we're both with there's several um so copywriters i'm a senior copywriter and so is she nice. and we have other copywriters as well that we work with who are more junior to us so we get more involved with the strategy side of it um, more of the creative side of it um coming up with concepts as well as just writing the stuff uh so copywriters are business authors they're basically right yeah. you know not everybody knows what they are but yeah they, yeah they write. i think they're one of those abstractly named jobs it is a weird yeah. name and i don't think it works very well at all but you know, it's, it's one of those weird industry terms that we've never quite gotten away from yeah. uh, so oh, sometimes gosh. i say copywriter and people think it's got something to do with copywriting copying. law like, or, no, yeah. or copying stuff sometimes mm. but not, not not very often no it's basically business author is what i generally put it as it's writing to sell in some way or oh, writing yeah. to brand in some way writing for advertising quite fundamental to like a corporation i would think uh, fundamental to any kind of business anywhere yeah. actually yeah um, you, you don't know people do copywriting all the time if you're writing the um, intro and outro to your podcast that's you copywriting is it? yeah uh, writing social media posts which are more business orientated that's copywriting oh it's I all... didn't know that great language thank you yeah you're very welcome no everything every time you're writing to promote something to sell something to explain something you're doing copywriting that's awesome. Yeah, so you're doing it. You are a copywriter, is and you're a, a good passion? one. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> is this a passion of yours, Raymond? Yeah, yeah I'm a, well, I'm, I wanted to be a writer as I growing up as a kid. That's all I ever wanted to be. Yeah. Um, of course, when you when you're a kid and you're a writer and you want to be a writer, you think, yeah, I'm going to be an author. I'm going to be a best-selling author. I'm going to be the next J.K. Rowling, and you know, being obsessed with Lord of the Rings and all those things as you are when you're oh, a kid. Yes. And yeah, so I when I don't go wrong. Works. Still, oh, very massive, massively mm. so, yeah. Mm. And so I wanted to write, and I was good at it. So I. And so I was like, right, that's what I want to do. Um, and I had flirtations of doing journalism and um, music journalism I played with as well and all sorts of other things. But unfortunately, as is the case with most creative outlets, there isn't a huge amount of money in um, most writing. Yes. You can get lucky, um, but mostly you'll be, you know, living hand to mouth for most of your career if you do, you know, pursue writing in more traditional sense. Mm. So if you choose to be an author or a journalist or, um, you know, so, I mean, there are exceptions, of course, but on the whole, you're going to struggle. Um, and it turned out that I actually like the process of writing just so much like being creative. So I just I like genuinely I like everything about writing to the point of writing quite boring, dry stuff and actually sexing it up and making it interesting. You enjoy it, using yeah. the language, etc. Yes, I enjoy manipulating language and making it interesting and making fun things happen with it, you know. So, I always love saying that. I love using yeah. a manip manipulating, not can't speak now, ah, language. Yeah. You would potentially make a good copywriter then because copywriting is one of the few no things that you can actually make consistently 
getting my good money out of, you know, and, and be employed as well, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm rubbish so with numbers. I'm not good. I've been self-employed. Didn't do very well with the... Really? Yeah, yeah. Didn't do so well managing the um, all the stuff around it, the admin side of it. Yeah. Uh, I can do that when uh, it's sort of built into my uh, day-to-day. So I, man- I manage people, for instance. Yeah, yeah totally. So I'm, I manage people. I have to... I've done content management before. I'm, you know, I'm working with clients. I'm having to make uh, content plans for them, etc. But for my own stuff, I just seem to have a bit of a mental block. So for me, for now at least, it was important to have at least my main source of income be employed. Um, after you know, uh, I did all the modelling and the performing and all of that stuff, yeah. and when, yeah, which I loved. Um, but I'm the mm. same. I if I don't have structure, well, I find it very hard to p- create my own structure. I'm very fortunate that my income has carried me to this point, but I have absolutely no business plan, or I didn't until like maybe the middle <laughs> of last year. I have no real structure. Well, you're so doing I'm exactly the right thing by doing this kind of thing. You're creating original content, and content we have That's a saying one in the thing industry. I'm good at, yeah, just yeah, turn we- out content. Yeah, content time. is king. That is a saying in this industry. Content is, is king and Great. original content. I always say content is key, so I'm going to change it to your phrase. King. King. Content Be a is king. king or queen. Okay. <laughs> That's so awesome. So, tell me, how does your experience in the corporate world or in your more business world as a woman compare to your experience as a woman as a, in a performer in an alternative world? Um, well, uh, that's a good question. I'm taken more seriously, but for different reasons, yeah. I suppose. Um, I guess when, when you have such a, a varied life, especially a varied professional life, I don't do so much anymore. I, I might get back into it at some point, but I don't seem to do so much um, performing and modeling anymore, but I still might. I think I got to a point where oh, I, yeah. um, my career, my, my day job, as I call it, I de- uh, hashtag day job, hashtag night job. I've always called got them it. those two things. <laughs> when my day job got to the point where it was actually quite senior and quite tiring mm. and I was traveling a lot for it and all of that stuff, I, I kind of took a bit of a that my modeling and performing took a bit of a back seat and it's gradually been sort of going that way since but I still jump at the chance every now and then to do to do things um so yeah I find that yeah it's been the experience as a woman I don't know when I started getting more senior in the corporate world that was when my my, I had to sort of change my personality to fit in to a certain extent, I suppose. I um, but I'm not one of those people who, even though I do have such a varied life, I don't actually act that differently at any time. Mm. You know, I don't really hold anything back. I'm always quite, I'm always more or less the same person Authentic. that you're speaking to now would be the same as I would be speaking to a client or someone yeah. like that, you know? And uh, how I would, sp- almost how I would speak to a friend, probably. I'd yeah. probably swear with you more, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe be a bit more upfront about things like sex and fun and all that stuff, maybe. Yeah. But, you know, on let's, the whole, my yeah. personality doesn't change very much. So oh. I find that. I find that the the reaction, everyone's always quite, um, in the performing world, people don't seem that surprised by me. I think I'm what they expect performers to act and sound like, more or less, yeah. you know, um, which is fine. And that's great because I'm a party girl. You know, I like to, I like, I like the attention. I like the, I like getting a crowd to go crazy. I love that, you know, and I'm, and it's it. one of my favorite things in the world. And I wish I had the energy to keep on doing oh, it. <laughs> man, I oh, no, I do. And I still will occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, but and well, and then when when and to a certain point, you still get that 
with the job that I do, but it's just on a very, very different scale. But people are more surprised by me in the real world, I suppose. Yeah. I'm, I'm different to them. Um, so yeah. I'm a bit more of a spectacle, I suppose, even though I'm making more of a spectacle of myself as a performer, twirling fire around and doing those Isn't things. Isn't that the thing? Isn't that funny yeah. how that's bizarre? I said this to my friend just a moment ago. Um, I feel more exposed, like, on stage, like, doing anything like that as I ever would, like, just speaking to a crowd or something. Yeah. Oh, wait, or is it the other way around? The other way around. The other way around, yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. No, me in a suit making a present, presenting this concept that I came up with and really, really hoping this, you know, board of extremely wealthy middle-aged white men like it. Yeah. <laughs> that is more out of my comfort zone than being half naked on a stage, you know, dripping in kerosene, etc. You know, yeah. it's... <laughs> doing something genuinely life-threatening. Yeah, genuinely life-threatening going, is this is today the day I'm going to drop the angle grinder on my head? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Every time I go out with that, or in the past, I mean, you haven't done it in a very long time, but I would always do that. <laughs> I'm more anxious, far more anxious, going up in front of a, you know, a corporate board. And I yeah. always will be, I think. Or making a, you know, a public, doing a public speaking thing, uh, you know, like presenting to the Chamber of Commerce. That's something I used to do quite a lot. And I... Yeah. Yeah, and also uh, I used to do lectures as well. Um, I used to do uh, lecturing in a guest lecturing for uh, copywriting at oh, cool. uh, universities. So yeah, I think that teaching was... is such a great unique skill. Yeah, loved it. I really did, and I, did yeah, I, I seem to be really good at it. So I'm, it might be something maybe I'll consider doing one day if I get yeah. really, really bored with the you know ridiculously high intense pressure, <laughs> you know, corporate world. <laughs> mm. That's that's intense. Have you ever? experience misogyny in the way that you've experienced it in the corporate world in the alternative world but in like I think a perf- maybe in a performer world more because I don't think I've ever experienced misogyny in just like general life in an alternative space in an but alternative space in a performer experience I have I've had people try and set up my ankle grinder I've had people try and like tell me how to use my equipment etc have you ever experienced anything like that? Well, maybe I'm quite lucky there. Um, I've experienced, to a certain extent, um, only... And again, we shouldn't be using the word normal. It's when I'm oh, being yeah, an alternative performer in a, in a more mainstream context. Yes. I found... So I did Boomtown. Uh, oh, I Boomtown. love Boomtown. Love it too. Loved it too. But, yeah, I found... There was more disrespect from that crowd than, say, yeah. Bloodstock, which I've also performed at. You know? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, you still get the guys who drink too much and think that you're there to, you know, chat up, of yeah. course, but they're generally a lot nicer about it and do accept no with an answer or or accept purely, I am working. You know, this isn't... 100%. Yeah, I don't ever like playing the, this is this is my job, I'm working card very much. Um, but when I've had to do it, if you say it to an alternative guy, very rarely will they then, you know, issue. persist. Yeah, they'll be like, yeah. ooh, they, they understand. Yeah, they're more just respectful, I think. I think yeah. festivals are a huge part of the alternative culture, aren't they? And a lot of people they go are. to a lot of a lot of them. It's like a family. It is, yeah. So I think there people are hold, held more accountable in that environment as opposed to when they go to a field for three days, they're anonymous, they get fucked up, and then they leave. Yes, yeah, I would say so. Yeah, like I, that's why I generally prefer the smaller ones, working them and going as a punter as well. Um, yeah, yeah I, I do, because of that community feel and the accountability element and stuff like that. I mean, don't get me wrong, the alternative world is, it does ha- come with its problems. I, th- I, I would say that sometimes maybe uh, it's getting better, but I would say sometimes it's almost too tolerant. Uh, like, for I example, think it's not what, it doesn't want to call anyone out because it assumes it's very tolerant. 
well, that's it. Almost yeah. like we have this kind of culture of let's accept everybody for, you know, what makes them weird, what makes them different. Mm. Um, sometimes what makes them weird and different is actually quite dangerous and quite, especially for women, I've found. So yeah. guys who maybe are a bit insidious, maybe are a bit dangerous, they're given that's maybe true. too many chances. It enables them a little bit. Yes, exactly. It's like, oh, but yeah. I'm, you know, but I, but I am edgy. one of you and I'm edgy and I'm different. And yeah, no, but it is getting better, though. I'm, I'm one of those people. I don't stand for it. I've, I've got this no creeps uh, policy, I basically. I think that's 100% accurate. I feel like it, it's the one thing that ruins uh, an experience at a space, especially an alternative space, mm -hmm. is yeah. when people are creepy. Yeah, creepy, creepy every... And it's such a difficult thing to actually explain, isn't it? Like, creepiness. It I was trying it's, to talk about... Tension, but like, how can you yeah. prove someone's intention? Yeah, it's an intention. Well, it's one. It's almost when they almost mask their intention. You yeah, know, it's, the, it's based on your sinister. reaction, it's a joke or it's uh, you know, it's a genuine thing, and they're, yeah. they're almost like trying. That's what it feels like. It feels like you're being tested, almost by creepy guys. Yeah, Not just creepy is. guys. I'm sure there are creepy girls as well. I'm, I, yeah, I, um, of course there are. <laughs> I've had a, a cut in my. I'm 30 now. I think probably in my life I've experienced maybe one hand's worth of creepy women I think yeah. and several hands plus <laughs> maybe up into the dozens of guys but we're not here to you know rip on guys hopefully no of course not it's human beings if a human being is going to be horrible they're yeah. going to be horrible aren't they you know absolutely the last time I saw you in person I think we were at a club in London weren't we a fetish club was it I think I saw you in fire Yes, you just yes, yes, right? yes, yes. That was I was actually trying to think about when we last saw each other, um, and I couldn't. I knew I knew it was re fairly recently, but I couldn't remember yeah. quite when. Yeah, I, I remember. I think I was sober at the time. I think that's why I remember it so vividly. <laughs> I probably was not. <laughs> I was, no. uh, but I, I'm one of those people. I can. I'm quite lucky. I don't forget anything. I'm like no, no. I mean, well, I don't forget anything sober. I don't forget anything like intoxicated that I wouldn't forget sober. If that makes any sense. Really? My, mem my memory remains consistent no matter what I do. You're a very consistent human being, aren't you? Well, thank you. And yeah, yes. <laughs> maybe I, I so. am. Maybe I am. <laughs> I think that's a real quality because I'm not. I'm very erratic. Ah, I see. I, I don't get me wrong. I do have my ups and my downs. I'm a, well, like you, a creative person, and that ebbs and flows and peaks and troughs. That's... And I'm quite a high energy person, sir. And that's quite that's quite a difficult thing to keep up all the time. Yeah, so when I'm at peak, I'm also very you know energetic and very in your well, I say in your face in the nicest possible. You may you know me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in the nicest, most friendly possible way. I hope. Um, so yeah, I, I do have my quieter times and my more low energy moments, but it's not usually around people. I, I generally, people do give me energy, very much so. Oh, so you're an extrovert. Oh yeah. Yes, likewise. <laughs> I Purest think a lot of, of performers the are. I think you have to be. I have met, I've met introvert models. Introvert models are very much a thing. Yeah. But to actually get up and do that thing, that require you need, you need to be feeding off people. You need it to, is, you it's need that response. It's an exchange, isn't it, of energy yes. really? Yeah, I, really I would think agree. So. I love I love performing. I performed in Fire once, you know, and mm -hmm. the crowd there is just a, it's just such a great environment. I really love I love performing there. Have you performed there? No, I haven't actually, because no. I think it probably would have been um, Antichrist, wouldn't it? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. No, I'm never one of the few like major like alt fetish events that I haven't actually performed at. I've pretty much done all of them except for Antichrist. I've never performed at TG. And it bugs me. <laughs> oh, haven't you? Oh, I've done TG a couple of times. TG, TG is a lot there. of fun. Talks I like. I, I actually don't only like going to uh, TG personally when I'm performing. Uh, I like. I like having a reason to go to these things. You know I what agree. I mean? I only go yeah. out now when I have a reason. 
but I do love <laughs> still going out to like things like TG. Did you go did to a you, lot of events like that? Yeah, no, I did. I, I certainly did. Um, yeah. And then I had a, I had a bit of ba- basically about a year off when I was um, when I moved to Reading. Not intentionally. Uh, yeah. It was just a. It just seemed to happen where I just did a bit less of that kind of thing. Mm. Missed it hugely. Bought loads of tickets to loads of events coming up in the next few months. And look at what's happened. Oh, so I'm going to. Stress. But one of the reasons why I didn't do, I've never performed at AC. I've been asked to a couple of times, but actually I, that is almost my, the event that I always go to as a punter. Ah, you so know? it's kind of that divide. Yeah, I li- and I like having one that I do, I only am ever in, you know, punter mode. It at. changes, it does change it, doesn't it? Because I used yeah. to run a club night and the just the whole premise, the whole pretense of it changes when you're working. It does, yeah. I mean, and I like it, and I can still have fun. And it is nice to have a space to kind of go and hide away in or go and have a conversation yeah. in and that kind of thing. And having a base, having somewhere to put your bag. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my yeah, I, I love that. I hate, I hate having a bag with me wherever I go. I've got so used to, I got so used to, like, working all festivals and having, you know, access all area kind of situations where I could just leave things places and know that they would be there and be able yeah. to come back to them. That's the nice yeah. thing about, I feel, the alternative world too. Because I've experienced mainly dressing rooms all over the place. Mm-hmm. And you can always trust your stuff. I feel like I've never had anything go missing. I'm not, I don't want to. Oh man, I've had picture, but. I've had things accidentally. Like I, whose whose bra did I end up with once? Oh no. Oh, uh, Romany. Do you remember Romany? Maybe. Yeah, oh, I she. Actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, she haven't heard from her in a while actually. But me and her did. We ended up on the same circuit of shows for a little while. Yeah. And I remember I. I think it was a, I think it was one of the exhibitions. I don't. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. I can't remember which one, but I think it was one of them. And I yeah, came away with one. some weird stuff, like extra, because it was really small. It was a bit chaotic, the one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. They, but they, 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 they both were for a model. It was great fun. Loved it. I'd do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a shame awesome. it's not on anymore. But mm. yeah. And um, I, I remember I came away with quite a nice bra, and it. <laughs> And I remember thinking, oh, this is definitely not mine. It did actually fit, surprisingly. I remember trying it on. And I was like, right, I don't know. I was sharing a room with probably 50 models in and out, in and out, you know. How do you you even, where do you even start? I know, exactly. So I went, right, I'm just going to... I don't know what I'm going to do about this. So I post it on Facebook, what do I do? And about a day later, I saw um, Romney put a status up saying... Uh, I don't mean to be funny, but who's got my bra? And oh. I remember me and her were quite close together when we were getting dressed because we've like, always oh. been friends. And I was like, ah, that yeah, was that was me. So then uh, <laughs> I sent her the bra back and, and, and wherever she was living at the time, Essex, I think. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm, I'm forever posting my friend's clothes. I have like a lost property box in my house. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. I've all done it. I remember. Always getting changed. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wherever you go, just like, right, I've got my traveling outfit, outfit is coming change. off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is my sitting outfit. Yeah. Yeah. This is, sitting, this is for dinner. This is another show. That's yeah, I'm just, I'm just like. <laughs> Do you ever speak to your um, more mainstream, let's say, um, business co-workers and etc. about uh, your experiences in the alternative world, specifically yeah. like in clubs and stuff. Because I think from bit. the outside that can be quite intimidating. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, I, I, I've been, I've, I've started to be a bit more upfront about my life in general. There are certain things that I do, you know, keep very much to myself. I say very much to myself. It's, yeah. There are certain details I find that are a bit need to know. But yeah. there are certain, but otherwise, I think it's nice to have that representation of an alternative person with an alternative lifestyle. My, my lifestyle is alternative beyond just what I look like and the music I listen to yes. and the culture that I exist in. You know, I've got quite a few things about me that make me diverse. Mm-hmm. So I'm <laughs> almost make a point now of talking about that because I don't awesome. think we need to fit in. I don't, uh, especially uh, the more people like me who exist in that space, the more likely more of us are going to get hired into them, you know? They're not going to immediately yeah. just see someone with tattoos and piercings and a weird name and go, oh, they're, they're clearly not going to be professional they're and they're not going to be able yeah. to do the job. Yeah, they'll, they'll hire, they've got someone like me who can clearly do the job, is good at their job, is passionate about their job, is perfectly professional, and yet does, you know, eat fire on stage and <laughs> go to these places and do these things and, yep. you know, and is still doing them at the age of 30, you know? So yeah, hasn't just can coexist. Yes, exactly. So I do, I do let them know, yeah, no, I do performing, I do podium dancing, or I did anyway. And uh, also upfront about things like my sexual orientation, uh, my romantic orientation, and, you know, other things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, so I do skirt around some of the details uh, of maybe some of the finer points of debauchery, perhaps, but largely I, do, I am as upfront as I can be. So as out of these characteristics that make you unique, what are the ones that you first bring into conversation with somebody that you'd consider mainstream? Um, I always try, uh, well, it's always difficult to bring these things up with, it's almost like, uh, you know, the old adage of if you're a vegan, then you will, then, uh, you know, if you, how do you tell if someone's a vegan, they will right. tell you. I've been a vegan before, it didn't suit me, unfortunately, I'm quite, I've uh, got a lot of dietary requirements and I might yeah. end up just being quite sick, unfortunately. Oh no. I'll build it's myself back up to it one day, but uh, <laughs> it was not Don't the right time for me. Girl. We're, no. we're, we're all doing good enough, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing what I can and being ethical. I'm being very ethical in my approach to food, but I'm not going to talk go. about food. What I'm going to talk about, um, I would say, without like shoehorning it into every conversation, I'm as upfront as I can be about being bisexual. Because okay. I think that's an important thing to not hide about yourself. I don't I think agree. you should have to come out all the time. You it know? shouldn't be a concept. No, it it's shouldn't. It's a very cashed in, almost capitalist concept now. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yes, exactly. And that's sometimes a bit of a wow spectacle thing. And the mainstream attitude towards that is still a bit problematic. It's like, oh, are you just greedy? Or can't you just, or or you haven't decided yet? Mm. Or, you know, and I've got male partners. So, you know, um, and cis male partners as well. So as a result, 
people see them and then they go, oh, well, clearly you're not then. It's like, no, 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 I definitely am. It's just validate your personality it doesn't not at all are. not at yeah. all i mean and they're the they're, they're, they're the only ones serious enough to be public with i suppose but you know I, i'm i'm perfectly open to and have had plenty of relationships with women you know yeah. but it's just i've just happened to have two guys that have stuck around long enough for me to actually start showing them to people do you find so. it frustrating that people want you to prove that um, yes, it is. It is frustrating, but also, but you know, it's it's still it's still early days for acceptance of sexual orientations beyond just being gay. It's 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 acceptable to be gay now. That's a, that's a brave thing to be, which yeah. is and it, and it well, it's not a brave thing to be, but it is who you are. Exactly, <laughs> you know, what, it's just human. Yes, exactly, and it always makes. But being being outwardly gay, yeah, there is a, there at least was an element of bravery attached because of you know the stigma and the potential yeah, violence. There's and still risks, else. I'm sure. I mean, there are. There are still risks. Oh, 100% there are still risks. Probably still more for being gay, especially a gay man, um, uh, and than maybe just being bi. But you do still get this kind of, from I would say from both the gay community and the straight community as well, there is a general pushback of bisexuality doesn't really exist. You know, it's this kind of, somewhere it's it's if you're a gay if you're a man and you identify as bisexual and you're just a gay man in the closet and if you're a woman who identifies as bisexual you're straight but you like you know you, you like to tease the men with it or you like Ooh. to you know or you just or you're just playing around you're That's probably so still straight though yeah exactly i mean i'm massively overgeneralizing here of course so yeah no, but there but is I, i'm sure those opinions do exist still yeah 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 uh, yeah, they do certainly mainstream anyway and this is what i seem to be coming up against when i do talk about it um new new place actually hasn't been too bad um they've been quite accepting but like um it's very diverse crowd that i'm working with um i was i did like three interviews for this job and uh, one of them was with two gay women that's so unusual yeah and i was so excited when i realized it and i was like do i tell them yeah. i'm queer do i <laughs> just so you know guys i'm queer too i have told them since but i didn't know i didn't think i should do that at an interview just in case they thought i was trying to like win them over oh but i got yeah. I, I, I practically skipped out of the place i'm like not only will i be working with women creative women i'll also be working with gay creative women this is wonderful i've found my people that's so, so wonderful that it invokes that feeling in you you know that feeling yeah. of belonging absolutely S- straight people get that everywhere it's just not even a thing anymore. Ah, oh, but do they though? You know, because when you when I you suppose. don't have uh, any any specific quirk about you, an identity, if you will, then if you belong everywhere, then you belong nowhere, almost, don't you? That's true. I suppose that's part of your privilege, isn't it? Not having to be aware of it. It's just never have to take up your thoughts, do you? Uh, true, I guess. You never mm. have to take it up, and you don't have that. And I guess you could say it's a privilege. You never have to worry about being discriminated against specifically for your sexuality, etc. But at the same time, we do have that sort of almost. We get we are special, and we and we know our people, and when yeah. we and we meet our people, you have a people. You know, we you have, have a people. someone that you can go to, a family almost. Yes, exactly. And even yeah. if you meet that, even meeting somebody for the for the first time, it's almost it's an alternative thing that only alternative people of any subculture really. We know our people, don't we? We have we yeah. we walk past we walk past one of us in the street, and we know they're one of us straight you away. You feel comfortable, or you feel more comfortable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you hope we do. You would hope that they'd feel more comfortable with you, even yeah. if you just have a, share a moment, eye contact, nod to them. You know, you know that the, they're not going to cause you any trouble, and you're not going to cause them any trouble. That's right. And maybe you would be friends if you stopped and talked. You know, yeah. so to and have common nice. ground with another human being is so important. People are so mm-hmm. quick to jump to difference. And yeah. I think we're whipped up that way by the media and stuff. But it is, you're right, really nice to find that common ground with people. That's why I quite like doing these podcasts. 
<laughs> even if I don't know the person so well, I just love finding out things about human beings that make people really human. You should be an anthropologist. Oh, I love, I mean, I love that store <laughs> and I love the word and I've, I looked up what it meant once, so... I'm doing. Um, I'm helping out with a friend who's uh, doing, studying to be a doctor of anthropology at the moment. Amazing. Yeah. So That's and she's a lot of brain work. A lot of brain work. Yeah. And she's focusing specifically on polyamory. So she wants to speak to polyamorous people of various, you know, backgrounds, especially queer identifying ones, uh, queer orientated ones, shall I say, you know, and um, just to find out how they how they do it and what their dynamics are and how they, you know get around it and actually the conversations I've been having with her are very similar to the conversation I've just been having with you you know it's yeah this is what you would call a kind of an anthropological way of like exploring a situation Mm. yeah so it's not so much a a survey where you ask like set out questions and you know try and get uh, you know it's actually a conversation and you get your insights more qualitatively as opposed to quantitatively I think quality and it's just so it's a lost not art I don't want to call it an art form because anyone can do it I suppose anyone can do art. Anyone can do art. Yeah, that's so true. You can anyone do, can be creative. You can just have a conversation. And we don't nowadays. We find ourselves so distracted with our phones, etc. Yeah. And I really think this crisis has highlighted that, how much we don't. We, we want to be on the go constantly. Or we are forced to be on the go constantly just to live in capitalist society. So would you, would you say that this crisis has made you more chilled out etc or is your life kind of carried on as normal um mm, it's been interesting uh work has more or less carried on as normal there has been some um i work in the business to business side of uh this agency which is um uh so b2b we call it so business to business it's basically um businesses marketing and selling essentially to other businesses um but there's and that's been going quite well that's kind of okay um, but the, the business to consumer side, so the B2C, mm-hmm. which uh, I also have experience in, and I did a lot in my last role, but I'm not so much in that side now. That's been, that's been a bit different. That has been affected somewhat. They're dealing with, the company are dealing with it extremely well, and it's all okay. But there has been, yeah, a bit of anxiety and some uncertainty, especially as I've literally just started, like one week before the lockdown. You know, so it's yeah. like, yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit stressful in that regard. But we're over that now. Company stable. It's okay. Um, so there was initially that, um, but as you, as we've already discussed, and as I, as you probably can tell, I'm an extrovert. I like people. I've got my part, one of my partners here certainly anyway, and we're having a nice time. But uh, it's still, I, you know, having so many social events and so many friends so close and yet so far. And my other partner, I don't know when I'll see him next. And yeah, it's been. And I'm I'm an extrovert to the point where if I don't see someone I'm close to for a while, I physically I physically miss them. I, I it, so much it kind of I pine for them a bit. It hurts. I do. I really yeah. miss human contact at the moment. I really just craved a hug the other day. Oh, do you live alone? Yeah, I do live alone. I've got my cat. Oh. So I've oh. got, like, something to snuggle, which is nice. Oh, babe. I, <laughs> I couldn't, I, if I didn't have my partner here, I would I would be kind of going crazy, I think. Really? I, so that, you really yeah. do, you do feed off people's energy like that? Oh, hugely, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, the older I get, the more I, I do have um, an ability to be by myself. I'm getting better at being by myself. It, there was a time when I'd, I hate being by myself for more than a few hours. Um, and the older I get, the more time I'm appreciating by being by myself. Um 
and my own company and everything else. I think it comes to a certain extent with maybe liking yourself more. It doesn't make you any less of an extrovert, but when you yeah. conquer your demons, as it were, and they're not so loud and horrible to you all the time, then you can actually start to see the nice things about being alone and being quieter and entertaining yourself. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I found that there's some nice stuff there. I'm working out loads. I'm going to emerge from oh, this. Yeah. Oh yeah, loads. Yeah, awesome. yeah, I'm going to emerge from this buff. My other partner is a personal trainer so he's been yeah so he's been sending me like workouts to do and very lucky we've got That's lots awesome. of equipment here yeah so we've got like i've got a row machine here and i've got like loads of weights and kettlebells and a, and a bench so good for and, the mental health oh yeah yeah totally so what other things have you doing to stay healthy during this month? Uh, i've been um doing lots of yoga oh i love yoga yeah lots and lots and lots of yoga uh so a couple about at least an hour a day if not more um and Talk I'm back to doing headstands, which is nice. So yeah, oh, wow. I can, yeah, so I haven't done that for a couple of years, so that's pretty cool. That's awesome. <laughs> and what else? Um, I'm, yeah, just trying to eat well. Uh, I, I eat a lot in general, so it's, I'm just trying not to just, you know, capitalize on the fact that I'm by the fridge all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started just opening my fridge just for fun. Like, no. Just see what's in there, see if anything's changed. <laughs> if it changed, who knows? <laughs> yeah, like that Black Mirror episode. Oh yeah, that's what this what this feels like. It's kind of glo- it's like a global Black Mirror episode, isn't it, it? Oh god, I know. I keep seeing memes like, when is this Black Mirror episode gonna end? Like, I can't argue. I can't argue with any of them. It's very no. scary. No, oh god. I hope I do hope it comes to an end soon. But I also, pe- but yeah, I, uh, it does seem to be necessary. It probably should have happened like sooner than it did. You know, I think. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, but no, other than that, that's uh, mostly not to eat. I'm gonna, I normally eat quite keto, so like oh, I tried to, yeah, yeah, and that seems to work mm. quite well for me. Um, so I like, you know, high fats, uh, low, uh, low carb, low, zero sugar as much yeah. as possible. It's more um, like pre, isn't it pre kind of like farming? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Um, what's, yeah. That, oh, what's that called? Uh, primal style of eating? No, not primal. Um, oh, I've forgotten the word now. I have no idea. It kind of, but this primal primal is a basic yeah, concept yeah. where yeah before before pre agriculture. Pre agriculture uh, was the word I was looking for. Yeah, so just you eat basically meat and vegetables in their original form, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, well, kind kind of a bit like that, but a bit more um, a bit more focused on getting more fat into your diet rather than protein. Yeah, um, and I'm, I, did, I used to do that hard, be hardcore with it. It's quite a difficult thing to keep up. But I really like cooking. I'm really I'm not, de- not a bad cook anyway. I won't say I'm a really good cook, but uh, I'm pretty good. Do it for fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, that, and so there's lots of really delicious stuff that you can make if you if you can, you know, put uh, put throw a few ingredients together. And uh, it's a lot easier doing that when you're at home all the time, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that's nice. So being able to cook as much as I have been, it's been really, really cool. That's dope. How mm. have you been connecting with your friends, etc.? Uh, loads and loads and loads of video chats, loads and loads and loads of Zoom parties. Yes. Uh, yeah, like <laughs> all of the these. parties that were happening like in real life are now just happening digitally. Um, so I'm not sure I like them that much. They're, I find them quite exhausting, you know, like when there's several people on the screen at once and you're trying to keep an eye on what each of them are doing and also do things yourself. And yeah. yeah. Yeah, I find that I find it a bit exhausting after an hour or two. I find it's like, yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, um, <laughs> my, my ears. I'd rather they happen than didn't happen. I don't like. I, I'm glad that we have them, and I'm glad I'm glad this is happening at I'll a time when we them. have I'll this technology, so we them, can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. What about you? What are you doing? What am I doing? <clears throat> well, sorry, I haven't asked you a single question, and I'm so sorry. Don't be silly. <laughs> this is about you, girl. 
Ah, I want to know about you as well. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been, yeah, lots of Zoom parties. I keep Skyping with my family, which is really wonderful. My family is so supportive of me. That's Um, good. They check up on me and my younger brother. He's just bought a house but didn't manage to move. So he's in a terrible position right now. So my family are just being real good. They're being so, I'm so fortunate for my family. I'm very grateful for them. Awesome. And also my friends are just being super sweet. We have... There's just silly meme groups on Facebook. There's a lot of distraction going on, I think, which mm. is all, all we can ask for right now because yeah. ultimately what's going on is, is really scary. It is really scary and there's no real end to it. No, that's that's really, really good. Especially glad your family are there. Mine, yeah. mine are pretty tech averse, bless them. So really? I yeah, I need to actually get them to start thinking at least considering the video chat thing so I can see them. Yeah, connection yeah. is so important, especially, I mean, like, I think that's the one thing we really need to take out of this crisis if we take anything. Oh yes, absolutely. No, I had um, I got a lovely uh, thing in the post actually. A friend of mine who normally lives in London, uh, which is from Scotland originally, uh, yeah. like near the border. Oh, I forget where Luchas, I think the the place is called. But mm-hmm. she's up there with her family at the moment. She decided to move there pre-lockdown to be with them. Aww. And uh, her little passion project has been drawing herself with the person who she's writing to oh, writing wow. a poem about it and oh. sending it in the post How so beautiful. i got yeah i didn't know she was doing this so i, I got i got i found out she was doing this because she sent one to me so oh. i've got this lovely lovely drawing that i need to i will frame at some point i'll get a, like a cheap frame on ebay or something and just have that like somewhere with this really lovely oh, poem things like that really make your day it's, it's something physical like that technology is great but when you receive something physical from a physical person it oh yeah i can't you, remember it? the last time i got yeah. a physical like a, a random physical thing i mean obviously you do get gifts but so something like offline, that online yeah <laughs> <You know? laughs> oh yeah stuff you get for yourself sure but yeah it was a beautiful thing and that's mags as well I'll do a shout out to her mags that was a lovely gift i love you Aww. thank you yeah so so you're she's wonderful an, and she's been doing it you're such hmm? an engaging connecting person raven you're awesome ah, yeah. Yeah, you really are. you've mentioned your partners a few times uh-huh. <laughs> tell me about them and tell me about your romantic and sexual orientation. Oh, cool. That's well, a very interesting thing about you, I think. Yeah, totally. No, I try and I do try and like I say, that's why I bring it up with people because there's so little representation out there for polyamorous people. So I'm a polyamorous yeah. person, I suppose, which means I, I'm non-monogamous consensually so. So I have multiple loving relationships. Uh, well, I say multiple, I have, uh, I have potential for multiple. I've got two at the moment. Some people manage a lot more than that, but as I tell you, two is quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> All things considered. Human beings, um, complex things. They, they really are. And yeah, you have to put some time in if you want to, you know, have a romantic and loving relationship with somebody. That's right. That takes time. And we, we all have jobs and are friends, you know, so we have to, you know, uh, manage things accordingly. But yeah, I've got two uh, beautiful guys who I love very much. Got Alex and Jakob. Uh, Alex is my nesting partner. Nesting partner basically means a person that you kind of life with and live with. Um, and uh, my free roaming partner, that's my own term. I don't know what you would generally call them, is, uh, is Jakob. So uh, he's uh, with his primary partner in uh, London at the moment. So uh, they're isolating together. So uh, yeah, we're mostly just WhatsApping and video chatting and that's trying to great. stay connected as much as we can. Yeah, that's yeah. Pretty cool, and yeah, I love them very much. And they're both very good friends with each other, and I'm very good friends with them, their other partners as well. Mm. Yeah, and we all get along gorgeously, which is really, really nice. We're all very lucky. It's so lovely to hear you talk about them. You must have such a strong connection to them because your face just lights yeah. up. Oh, the, I do. I love people them very much. can't see it, but yeah, it's lovely. <laughs> it really is. Oh, yeah, no, don't tell them how little well. The fact that I'm not wearing any makeup and I've just washed my hair, no. so it is very fluffy. <laughs> you look lovely, you look beautiful. Oh, likewise, my darling, likewise. Oh, thank you, babe. Thank you. Uh, how's the reaction? In the alternative world and the, let's say, mainstream world, 
different? Um, actually, um, I would say they're not all that dissimilar. I tend to find okay. poly people tend to, not intentionally, it just seems to happen, hang out with other poly people. It just seems to be the way it goes. So my immediate circles are either non-monogamous themselves or they're at least friendly about it. There are We do have plenty of monogamous people, of course. That is still the default setting. But um, So as a result, I forget sometimes that it is a bit different. You know what I mean? Um, but not, but not for very long. <laughs> you know, so I do, I do tend to, yeah, make almost a gentle point of saying things like my partners or this partner or that partner. I don't make a huge point of going, oh, by the way, I'm polyamorous. You know, yeah. to normal people because that's a whole conversation and it's very complicated and you don't necessarily want to draw too much attention to your personal life when there are going to be many, many, many questions following it. Um, but yeah, you do get the standard questions of. Oh, who do you prefer? Or, you know, oh, do you get jealous? Or, oh. you know, and those are complicated questions that require a lot of insight, you know? Everyone and... does in most relationships, I would think they experience Oh, yeah, those yeah, yeah, of course. You know, so I'm quite lucky, actually. Um, yeah. I'm not a particularly jealous person, and I never have been. I've been, I've been non monogamous in uh, consensually, mostly, anyway. Um, before, uh, as, uh, when I say mostly, I've never been a cheater or anything like that, but uh, my entire sexual, sexually active life, uh, so from the age of about 16 onwards, essentially, I've been consensually non-monogamous I've never really been one to be like no no you are mine and you're only mine and you know I've always been quite encouraging even before I knew what polyamory was oh I see you know so yeah. I've, I've, I've felt I feel like I've always kind of been this way one way or another um, and mm. always sought out other connections and encouraged my partners to seek out other connections as well so you know it's and it's only really I've only got to the point where I'm mature enough now to be as public about it as I am, I made a bit of a call when when uh, when I got more serious with my with my other partner, my uh, Jakob. I made a bit of a call to go. You know what? I love this man. Just because he I met him after the my nesting partner and got together with him afterwards doesn't mean that I should keep him hidden. You know. So I was like, right, I'm going to start being a bit more upfront about it, not just with my friends and so on, but actually with the world. So I've sort of yeah. been a bit more upfront online about it. I've been upfront yeah. with work people. Kind of came out as poly to my old job. Uh -huh. um, and uh, I've just been straight in balls, it, balls deep with my current Damn job, right. you know, and just going, yeah. yeah, no, I've got, I've got, I've got two partners. I love them very much. I don't have a preference. <laughs> very no, different people, yeah, you know. <laughs> one fulfills certain things that the other doesn't, and vice versa. It's just, and that's kind of the point with Polly is you don't look for one person to be your everything, and you don't need to. You can have, they can, they can be everything they need to be for you and the next person will fulfill different things and that's what's beautiful about it and yeah of course there's problems there's always going to be problems there's going to be issues of jealousy and timekeeping and management and not everyone's always going to be on the same level and so that's that's tough and they will have other partners you call them metamors and sometimes you get along with them and everything's fine but sometimes there's friction with them as well uh, so of course it's it's a it's not an easy way to live your life but it's very it's very Sweet. rewarding I imagine yeah. it's not as easy made by society as well. It just, the framework just no. isn't there really for it to begin. Not at all. Yeah. No, uh, it's just it's just not a thing. And like simple things like only being able to put one partner as your relationship status on Facebook. So just behind. Yeah, exactly. Which means you automatically have to have either you don't put either of them, or you or you yeah. or you pick the one that came first, or the one you live with, or the or the you know your primary, as You're you will. Excluded from showing that display of love that other yeah, exactly. Normative couples can yeah. Mm -hmm. So Where little things you... like that, and that just extrapolates to everything. I, and you know, and that's yeah, it's it's a shame, but it is 
and and I've you know I, I don't know where we'd even begin to get Polly about talking about it as much as possible and not making it out to be you know a weird and sordid thing and it's actually a lot more common than people think as well that's yeah yeah massively so a lot of people have the intention or you know ha- or have experienced have have had experiences which could be considered you know consensual non-monogamy I'm sure I'm sure yeah it's how, not just yeah when did you first discover the word or kind of the concept of polyamory when you went oh this is what it is ooh good question um it was only i would say it was quite Within the last, I would say, seven or eight years, perhaps, um, I was single for quite a long time. When I, when I say I was single, I actually was what you call solo poly. So I had lots of, I had lots of connections with people, and I had lots of people that I had um, some sexual, some romantic, some both kind of mm. connections with, um, including a couple of couples. And I, but I, I wasn't like bound to any of them in any kind of formal way. So I kind of identified now as I'm single. Um, and it was around that time that I would hear the phrase like other, especially with the couples that I would date, say, uh, you know, they would identify as polyamorous. And it took me because I hadn't had um, a, 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 a duo romantic re- connection. I think that's the thing with polyamory specifically mm. is it's opening yourself up to other romantic connections. A yeah. lot of people are polysexual, so they will have, you know, multiple sexual partners, um, they'll have threesomes, foursomes, moursomes, et cetera, right. with, their, with their romantic partner or it's whatever. It's in a lot of cultures, I think in Denmark and places. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Swinging, yeah, swinging or swinging, which isn't considered to be polyamory, and it isn't really, but, it's, but it is non-consensual non-monogamy. So yeah, con- consensual see. non-monogamy and non-monogamy in general is the umbrella term Uh if you will and polyamory is just kind of the the nice cuddly lovey-dovey bit of it (laughs) (laughs) you know and some people i mean you get and you get polyfidelity as well so you get people who are in multiple relationships but are closed off they won't seem to date or you know have any connections with other people Hmm. um and that's the thing uh so and there's all sorts of shades of things in between as well. It's kind of a spectrum, or it's a romantic Absolutely orientation spectrum. Absolutely a spectrum, yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, same with gender, and uh, we're realizing that a lot about things. Not that sexuality. Things so binary, yeah. Sexuality. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. I think it makes the world so much more interesting. Oh gosh, absolutely, yeah, and we're only just scratching the surface as well. And poly is something I don't think in our lifetime it's going to be some. It's going to be mainstream. Mm. At the moment, like I, I would say, um, sexuality has had its time, and now it's even though it's still difficult being a bisexual, especially yeah. a bisexual woman. I would say, although no, actually, men have different challenges. It's still difficult. It's difficult to be bisexual, openly bisexual, full stop. So yeah. scratch that. But gender i would say is now the new sexuality so yes. now now gender of gender diversity is being you know looked at and tossed around in the media and celebrities yeah. are coming out as you know gender diverse in all sorts of weird and wonderful ways and that's fantastic um it's still not accepted but it will be uh, you know if it, if it gets enough representation then it will be it'll just be like being gay back in you know the 60s or 70s yeah. and then you know it'll People all come, come around yeah yeah, it'll come around and, you can, and that'll be okay. So eventually people are going to come around to gender. Then maybe romantic diversity <laughs> might have its day. Why do you think people struggle with it? Because people, there is a bit of a, a, there's a culture surrounding monogamy. People just think a bit like being straight, a bit like being cis. Mm. That's just, this, that, you know, people are monogamous. Why would you not, you know, uh, why would you ever not... be anything but monogamous? Mm. 
And it's just so ingrained in our culture, even alternative culture to a certain extent. You know, it's very, it's just considered to be the norm and anything other than uh, any deviation from it is different. But actually there's nothing really that says you shouldn't, much like there, you know, there's no real concern. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's complicated, of course it is, but life is complicated, you know. Absolutely. Um, It's kind of, yeah, it's ingrained that everybody should, one person should belong to another person and any deviation from that is wrong. But yeah, like like sexuality, like gender, though any deviation from the norm is considered weird and strange, it will have its day. And again, much like sexuality, just because people didn't accept people being homosexual and bisexual and pansexual and everything else doesn't mean that didn't exist. They were still, they've always been there since dawn of time, you know, so. Oh yeah, exactly. (laughs) Same with gender. There have been gender diversity, gender diversity has been a thing since the dawn of time. Polyamory and all its many and weird guises, gen- and uh, not, not just polyamory, of course, non-consensual, sorry, consensual non-monogamy. Yeah, that's been there since the dawn of time. In fact, it used to be far more normal than it is now. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's totally. become way more restricted. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, monogam- monogamous culture is actually kind of a new thing. Uh, weirdly, it's um, you know uh, marriage uh, as it is now between a man and a woman. Blah blah blah. It's only a few thousand years old. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's a religious concept, really. A re- well, religious to a certain extent, but also yeah. economical to a certain extent. It was. That's true. It was easier to say when people started actually like you know, having land and having property mm. and things and stuff to leave to people. It's, there is no way of telling what child belongs to whom necessarily, especially with, well, for men anyway, you know, yes. it was, you know, it's better to say, right, you stay with them. Do not sleep with anybody else. We know all your children will be his yes. and, and they, you know, and so <laughs> on and so on. And that's kind of where it came from, really. It was uh-huh. mostly a paperwork thing. So. Sounds like capitalism. <laughs> sounds like mm, just yeah. the world. Yeah. Monogamy, <laughs> capitalism. Yeah, I'm not saying. I mean, that's the thing. I don't want to say that monogamy is a bad thing. Not at all. You do, you yeah. do you at the end of the day. You make, but yeah, like, and it is an orientation as well. You can't force someone who is monogamous to be polyamorous, and you that's can't right. force a polyamorous person to be monogamous. It's just, it is just like sexuality, just like gender. You can't just go, no, that's wrong. Don't be that. You yeah. can be in those. I mean, some people are. Um, oh, what's the phrase? I think it's ambi ambiamorous or something like that there is a, there is a phrase of people who are quite happy in both kind of setups so yeah open and be. closed mm. yeah lots of people uh and so yeah i mean i uh yeah i think uh, over time it will become acceptable and okay but uh, i don't so think it's going to happen in our lifetime unfortunately and not not in our These you know wild in there yeah, yeah. It, gender has had it you know has had a rougher time we need to sort gender out first and then maybe we can move on to romantic stuff <laughs> that's the hope anyway think, where where should people who want to know more and people should want to know more start not looking i want to say but just start opening their minds to like who should they follow um like what resources could people go to if they think they are not uh, a more normative kind of what is it you said? A romantic, uh, a non, a non uh, monogamous, a consensual non monogamous person, yeah. basically. So non monogamous person, but Where not would a. You? I would say they should read something called the Ethical Slut. Okay. The Ethical Slut. That's that's Ethical what they got to read. I can't Love remember that. who wrote it, but it's a great book. Sounds great. I want to read it. Yeah, do it. No, seriously, it's yeah. it's it, everybody. It's one of those things. That even if you are monogamous, or you know, or have no intention of exploring any kind of anything, yeah, uh, that's the way. Um, and also, I would encourage people to 
online is a bit of a tricky one because it's mm. a bit you know it can be a bit a little bit predatory and whenever you're looking there. into but there are there are lots of very um open like alternative relationship uh like places on uh, groups on facebook and that sort of thing which have a very oh, strict you're not here to date people you're here to you know you're not here to pick up that kind of thing right. so look into that's the nice. groups yeah totally and well look into the groups read their rules before you join them and see what kind of groups they are make sure they're not just gonna, unless you are there to hook up in which case go for it have fun that's okay <laughs> that's more than okay that's absolutely fine Hell yeah that's human but what I would encourage most people if they're questioning anything like that, I would say to actually, well, look at the relationships they do have and also look beyond romantic and sexual to a certain extent as well. It's perfectly possible and often does happen in polyamory where people will have platonic partners. So people who are just as important to them as their romantic partners are and the romantic and sexual partners that they don't have romantic feelings for, don't have a sec don't have any sexual contact with, but are still very much intertwined with their life in a way that a partner would be. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing about Polly and that it makes you rethink love in so many different ways. I like that. Yeah, so I'm very much in love with my, my two partners, extremely so. I couldn't, I love them both so differently, so differently. It's, it's very difficult. So why if someone said, who do you prefer? It would be impossible to say. Yeah, because I, I can't compare They're because my feelings humans. for them yeah exactly and my, my love for them is very different and how I express my love to them is completely different how they express love to me is completely different and you know from and also it makes you look at how else you can love and how other people love you and yeah, yeah it's 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 great it's it's you, you don't feel quite so alone so even if I didn't have my two romantic partners even if I was back to being single or whatever and just having the connections that I was having before now I have this kind of background and this kind of like foundation of thinking in a polyamorous kind of a way I'm never going to really be alone I love too many people and I'm loved by too many people you know That's just because awesome. I'm not necessarily sleeping with them or I'm you know have romantic connections with them doesn't yeah. mean they're not my friend you know not important yeah. to me doesn't mean I don't love it's them a connection isn't it yeah exactly so it's yeah. a way of uh, poly is almost like a philosophy on connection and not I doting yeah so that's the way to look at it so even if you don't want to sleep with lots of people that's a negative thing there's just so much love yeah it's that people well it comes down to sex doesn't it people are yeah, like oh gosh true. you have sex with multiple people Ugh, how could you do that they just can't grasp it it's not even that much of an abstract concept especially when you reframe it in different situations you know yeah exactly like people have sex with lots of people so why is yeah. it different when there's love in there works? is nothing well there's nothing we both know there is absolutely nothing wrong with sex uh-huh, nothing 100%. wrong with sex work nothing wrong with sex and multiple people yeah, and you know as long as it's commu- well communicated and safe and consensual then it should never be a bad thing. hundred percent. So, but yeah, people unfortunately hear Polly and they all, you know, and they just think, they just think seedy and they just think slutty. Two of those, two of those things are not bad things necessarily. You know, that's it. As long as, again, this is consensual and safe, that's be right. as seedy and as slutty as you want. You know, Hell that's yeah. absolutely fine. <laughs> but it's still like, you know, it's still got a stigma attached to it. People think it's just about sex. And for some people it is, and that is totally okay as well. You know, at the end of the day, as long as everybody's happy and as long as everyone's getting the attention that they want, who cares? That's right. I love that. You exude, you really do exude love, Raven. I can really tell that you're such a, you do have that capability of so much love. Oh, I do. I do. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. Need more people to love, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, can we get that? Can we edit that out? No, no. No, that's it right in there. That's a perfect wrap up. Thank you so much oh. for coming and speaking to me. I've had You're so welcome. Time. Raven, I've had a great time. You? Oh, good. <laughs> where can we find you on the internet? 
Oh gosh, am I even public on the internet anymore? Um, I'm kind of a bit shut. D- <laughs> I'm a bit shut down. Uh, I'm Violet. My uh, modelling page on Facebook is Violet Raven, but I it's quite um, yeah, it's badly neglected. I'm afraid. <laughs> so I uh, but sure yeah, if you want to look me up, up, Violet Raven is a performer. Um, my LinkedIn is Raven Brooks. I suppose you could say so. Yeah, if you I'll want to follow me professionally. Yeah. Uh, what else? Yeah, no, I'm I'm bad at the self promotion thing, as you can probably tell, which is crazy considering what I do for a living. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how that's, those things never match up, do they? <laughs> yeah, totally. Maybe maybe I need to be a bit more of a a public persona in a different way. <laughs> I mean, that's my whole thing, and I tell you, it's exhausting. <laughs> oh, I bet it is. Although it must be quite nice right now being being a, a you know a friend of the public. It is nice, it really, and it opens doors for this, like this, for me to be able to speak to so many interesting people. You know, totally. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad we did it. Thank I really you, enjoyed Raven. this. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. I've had a really lovely time. What are you doing awesome. for the rest of your day? Right. So today, I about four o'clock. I have a virtual work drinks thing that I've got to go oh, to. Nice. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually I've got half a day at the moment. So I did. I worked this morning, but then I then I had from twelve onwards, like half a day of annual leave. Um, which I took partly to take uh, to do this conversation, but also because uh, I was supposed to be getting ready for this festival that I'm now not going to, and they wouldn't let us cancel the holiday. So I was oh, like, right, wow. okay, fine, I'll just okay. take it. But then I've got to go back out, oh, not only because they don't want people to suddenly take off loads and loads and loads of holiday. Oh my god, I imagine it's chaos. Oh yeah, exactly. Like once the lockdown is lifted, everyone's going to be like, right, booking time. And yeah, that, yeah so I get why they're doing it. I really do. Um, so I don't begrudge them at all. So I was like, yes, okay, I'll take that off. But then I'm going to dip back in and uh have a conversation with about 30 people i've met for three seconds before the lockdown happened and uh, so i'm going to do that um and then i'm doing a virtual thing a couple more friends of mine um matt and emma if they listen to this shout out to them and what am i doing later i don't know what i'm doing later but this weekend is going to be lots and lots of virtual parties for got to keep it up haven't we yeah, totally. It's well, it's it would have been the festival. So all the DJs oh, yeah. and all the bands are playing, and then we're doing live streams. I'm going to dip in and out of those. Probably drink some prosecco and Ooh. eat a couple of Easter eggs. And, oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm really. I've got four of them, and I'm really excited. Yeah, <laughs> I, I keep buying them. They're all cheap at the moment. So oh yeah, no. I, I oh, every time I see one, I have, I've stopped myself. I deliberately bought four kind of semi luxury, expensive-ish ones, and mm. I'm going to. Me and my partner are going to eat those. Yeah. Probably have a couple of days off the diet, then get back on the diet. <laughs> Yeah, treat yourself during this yeah madness. totally so yeah uh, i've got a nice weekend ahead nice long great. weekend go back to work on tuesday oh so, on tuesday so got yeah. a long weekend nice For context guys it's thursday right now it's thursday it afternoon it is this is yeah. thursday this episode will be coming out not next wednesday but the wednesday after oh cool so link about, me up yeah i will absolutely link you up i'll let you know um, i'll get the links and promo and stuff off for you thank you so much again you're super welcome darling thank Bye. you girl take care take care Bye. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 